on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Guild Mortgage. Own what matters. Zion's Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The Logo Shop. We logo stuff. Also by Icon. Empowering a more active, balanced lifestyle. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerard. Welcome on back. Uh, here's the official ruling on the final play uh, that there was no possession. You can't, he didn't have the ball yet. Yep. Yeah. No possession. So there you go. Well, that, that's, that would also mean he didn't travel because you can't yep. travel if you don't can't have travel the ball. without the ball and you can't step out of bounds you can't, can't. step out of bounds yeah there actually you go. yeah well i mean so. you got to have possession with the ball and you got to understand our angle too we don't have a tv monitor here too so well uh so yeah again many many other chances yes besides the last hail so, mary so play, he, but so with no possession no review we uh from our angle it looked like he had caught it but looking back at the review on the monitor, he did not catch it. Yeah, and and I mean, we're, we're calling that he's going down the middle. I think the coaches are calling it too. Yes. You see that play set up. I mean, they, that's a that's a that's an old uh, Stu Moral play there that they probably stole from us anyway. But um, you you got to You've got to put Kata back there a little bit in the middle, and you can't give up that long pass because you have to extend the game at that point. And how much time? Yep. There's five seconds lost too. So lots of lessons to learn going down the stretch, and lots of chances. So good to know. Uh, again, our angle on where we're at, unable to see exactly how that played out. We don't have a TV monitor here. So so for all those that are cranky on Twitter, I, my apologies. I, I sh we should have uh, looked at a monitor. We have none available for us here. COVID is causing a lot of problems for all of us. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, I mean, there, there, there was no argument even from the coaching staff there to, to look at it. They, they were screaming more about the travel. So yeah, <laughs> I think, for, and, and from where we are, we're, we're the absolute worst angle because we're looking down the sideline at the play. So no depth perception. So with that, BYU gets the victory 67-64. That is your final as Utah State now has lost nine in a row to BYU. Yeah, and just um, chance after chance after chance, I thought, um, earned by, by Utah State. I, I thought the, de the defense in the second half was stellar, and, and uh, you know, it caused BYU so much trouble um, and, and uh, you know, led to, I, I mean, to be honest with you, wide open shots for Utah State. We probably had four, four to six shots, you know, within the last five minutes that we really could have extended. And then, uh, you know, a couple free throw opportunities there. Um, from Marco and, and uh, you know, down the stretch, obviously we missed the last one as well. So, so final on this one, 67-64, BYU gets the victory. We will uh, recap this one, give you all the stats straight ahead right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. All right, let's go through the uh, scoring in this one. Utah State and BYU. BYU wins this game 67-64. Boy, a lot of opportunities down the stretch for Utah State. That, I mean, uh, I know that there's Aggie fans maybe a little cranky about, uh, about the officiating down the stretch, but a lot of opportunities oh. and free throws missed and such and just couldn't close the door tonight. Yeah, I mean, um, the second half effort put us in that situation, which is, 
something to be applauded at. You know, in the old days, we used to say, well, if you're, if you're, if you're not winning, you're learning. But, you know, nowadays, you just don't have that opportunity anymore to, to use games to learn. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll want to look back at some calls by the officials of opportunities given away by the Aggies tonight. Um, and I'm sure BYU is kicking themselves for not extending, you know, a 10-point-plus lead in the first half. So Yeah, BYU led by 11. Utah State reeled him back in, tied it multiple times, but just never could get over the hump. Yeah, and it's, um, you know, we talked about this um, me- mental aspect of of playing your, your rival and how excited you get. And, you know, sometimes if you just, if you can get over that hump and uh, see how easy it is, um, you know, lots of doors open, and, and it's the same way in a game, right? If you can get past sometimes when you've been behind uh, for the majority of the game, with the exception of the first uh, two or three minutes when we were up by five, you can you, you really start to see the light, and it opens up, and we just could not break that barrier. And, and uh, we, you know, we obviously were still trying to find some identity offensively, um, and, and that was evident tonight um, in that kind of the go-to player, the go-to player yeah, and there were, again, uh, as we mentioned, that's how this team is trying to develop, kind of find their way, try to find uh, who they are as a as a team and uh, who's going to be the guy that takes big shots down the stretch, how you run those. Big, I mean, they were trying and, and give a lot of credit to Matt Harms. I thought he was great tonight because, boy, they went at him like crazy, and I thought he was great uh, up against Nimi on those last two or three possessions. Yeah, I mean, he was able to guard. What, what I did not think he could do, and what I didn't see in, at Purdue or in the first few games is guard Nimi straight man-to-man without a, have, having to have assistance. And, and uh, because he was able to do that, it really made it difficult. Nimi's used to double teams coming and being able to pass out of the double team. And instead, he's guarded man-to-man and ended up, uh, you know, short-arming a few shots. And, and, uh, and then there, there's just nothing, there's nowhere to pass because they, they weren't out of position defensively. So good, good. Uh, Good all-around effort uh, by both post players, though. Yeah, fun game and uh, a game that shows just how uh, the opportunities both these teams are going to have down the stretch. I think these are two teams that are going to play well in their conference and have a chance to go back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and and we're silly not to play in-state games. I mean, how exciting is the game tonight? I mean, this had the atmosphere of of, of, of a midseason, and we're we're you know typically your first home game. Think about that, and the spectrum is is against um, you know a low a lower division team, and, and you might be trying to score 100 points to get free tacos, but instead you come out here and we really have this is a tournament level yeah. atmosphere tonight. I thought so. What a great experience! And by the way, um, would you like to be coaching now? No ties anymore. You like that? Everybody's Boy, going polo. They, they've gone casual, haven't they? I'd love that, but um, yeah, you're, it's so much easier to pack. Yeah, they they look casual, and they they should. Maybe they yeah <laughs> they've earned it. All right, we'll go through the entire stat line. Coming up next, Utah State. I was just the only reason I brought that up. We just uh, uh, Mark Pope came by and uh, and congratulated him uh, on the on the big win. And these guys are all business casual now, man. Oh yeah, with uh, well, not even uh, business, just straight casual. Yeah, the, uh, Bill Belichick, right? He started it all with the uh, sleeveless hoodies. Yeah. So yep. So there you go. Utah State drops this game 67-64. We hope to be able to hear from uh, Coach Peterson coming up here in a moment. We'll also be able to hear uh, from, I believe, Marco Anthony. We'll chat with him. Tough loss tonight. Utah State drops this game 67-64 on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Utah State drops a heartbreaker tonight, 67-64 uh, to BYU. Joining us now here on the uh, postgame show, 
uh, and uh, to talk about this one a little bit more. And uh, Marco Anthony's with us, and, and Marco just, I mean, I, I know you love to play these kind of games to go yep. back and forth, but the emotions of a loss, I'm sure, stinks quite a bit after a game like this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But um, we learn from it, and you just got to do things so stuff like that doesn't happen again. How, um, I mean, you, you were here last year and had a chance mm -hmm. to, to watch things from the side, but how, how, did, how did that uh, kind of the inner state rivalry of, of Utah State-BYU, how does it feel to play in this game? I mean, um, last year I was in the locker room in Salt Lake whenever uh, we had lost to them and just the emotions that they had after the game. Um, I felt that and I just felt how big, like that's when I knew how big this rivalry was. So I carry those same types of emotions with this game and fortunately we got the loss. You feel like you've made the improvement, though, from game one to game four. It feels like, you know, uh, the Northern Iowa game was a big improvement. This is a hell of a team you played tonight mm. uh, and had every opportunity to win this game down the stretch. Do you feel like you're getting the momentum you'd like to see? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's not just me. It's the whole team. Um, we're all just learning how to play more and more with each other. And uh, like last year, we had scrimmages, exhibition games. But this year, we went, got straight to it. And. Um, game by game, we're just learning more and more about each other, and this game was a big, big improvement for us. I, I, th these are the type of games you can go back and look at the video and, mm -hmm. and really analyze your last um, five minutes of the game, yeah. and particularly game, game ending mm -hmm. um, possessions. Um, look, looking back at it, did you feel like you were prepared? Was there enough time with, with, with the COVID and everything going on mm -hmm. to be prepared for this type of uh, extended possession game? Oh, I mean, it's like when you're playing like pickup with a with a bad ball. Everybody else is playing with it too, so we can't really put that as an excuse because everybody else been through it. So, well, what a great point and what a great attitude. That yeah. that's, uh, that tells me a lot about you right yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Appreciate that. Um, what do you uh, after this? You've had a week off. What were some of the things you've been able to address during this week? between this game and what you had in uh, South Dakota? It was just, you know, we watched a lot of film as a team. We saw that those first two games, it was really our pace that was really messing us up. Um, not only on the offensive end, but the defensive end as well. And we, uh, we know that we had to lock in more on scout and things like that. And so, yeah, just really that week off helped us prepare even more. So, yeah. I, I got a question per personally. Mm -hmm. um, how, how, how has it been? not playing live action for so long. I mean, it was almost 20 plus months that you hadn't yeah. played long action. Yeah. How, how's that been for you and your development? I mean, I love it. I mean, I, I haven't played a game in like three years with the extended minutes, of course, but um, just getting back really that joy again. It's like I'm back in high school. Yeah, mm -hmm. you, you're, you're starting to to show me more versatile ways of scoring. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're, you're sh right now today, it looked like you're a little bit hesitant a couple times mm -hmm. on your shot. I can't wait till you get your confidence back inside oh, yeah. and outside because yeah. I know it's coming. Yeah, I don't know if y'all saw that last three I took, but I kind of like <laughs> squat. I was, I was going to turn around like Curry, but I was, <laughs> if I miss, and I did miss it. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, it, you guys were so much better defensively in the second half. Was yeah. that just locked in or did you guys change anything at halftime? Um, we didn't really change anything. It was just, you know, the beginning of the game, we started off really well, and then we had that lapse, like the middle, like the second half of the first half. Yeah. And so in the locker room, we were like, "Yo, we got to keep doing what we do, what we were doing to start the game, because we got away from that." How how was that pace?
to start the game. I mean, that was, that was from, yeah. from what we're seeing, that was a yeah. track meet. Yeah, that was phenomenal. And it wasn't just, you know, it doesn't start with just the people on the floor, but the bench as well. And they brought a lot of energy um, to start the game. And, you know, the second, second half of the first half, um, I feel like both sides just, you know, we just went down, downhill a little bit. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, this team continues to get better, get, continues to improve. Mm. I really think the sky's the limit with these guys, with, with yeah. you guys, man. I really yeah. do. For sure. For sure. Um, we don't use the excuse that, you know, nine new guys, yeah. new team. We don't use that excuse because we know our potential and we know that we're going to get there. Well, we appreciate it, Marco. Great game tonight. Keep it rolling, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week, man. Appreciate you. Yeah. There you go. Marco Anthony right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Take a quick break. Come back and uh, hopefully hear from uh, Coach Peterson straight ahead on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Utah State drops a tough one tonight, 67-64. Uh, you watch the games over in South Dakota. Uh, talk, talk us through uh, the improvement you've seen over the first four games. Well, uh, first of all, I mean, I think on the defensive end, you know, especially because that's what's kind of resonating most in my mind. You know, offensively, the, the ball moving, um, yeah, no doubt, the ball moving so much more, and, and they're, they're sharing it so much more in, in – uh, in the games lately and I think that comes from having a little more practice time I, I thought today we saw glimmers of of uh, of the offense we saw last year and and let me look at our assists real quick again a little limited right still only about 10 assists so yeah on on um, 29 made field, where are we at this is hard to read this 21 made field goals yeah so um, you know not quite where we want to be but definitely moving in the right direction that's those are the two most glaring differences and and uh effort today i mean it's, it's been there for all all the games you know but re on the rebounding today i thought uh looked a little bit better than it did in the first couple games utah state shoots uh in the second half uh, let's see here the first half they shot 38 percent only shot 32 percent 35 percent from the game uh, they do do hold byu to 30 percent shooting in the second half um, and really ratcheted up defensively, I thought, in the second half. So, yeah, you could clearly see fatigue was was kicking in, and that's uh, yeah, that's credit to the Aggies for uh, their work defensively. So, joining us now, um, sitting in for Craig Smith tonight, Eric Peterson, uh, working the sidelines tonight for Utah State. And coach, take us through what you saw there on those last few moments of the game, where uh, it looked like the looked like stepped out of bounds uh travel i'm not sure exactly we don't have a monitor here yeah. from your angle were you able to see anything i had i had a bad angle and honestly uh when people thought he traveled i wasn't even looking at it um but usually the crowd's right yeah it's got it no yeah. i i don't know you know there's a lot of stuff that could have happened up until that point um you know i look back and at the first half and we talked in the locker room um after the game is is there's just such there's so little room for air when you play good teams and you can't get down 10 points to start the half. Yeah. And I told those guys, like, I didn't feel like I did a good enough job offensively to help those guys. And when we play well offensively, Scotty, we're, we're better defensively, if that makes sense. And, yeah. you know, um, you can make any excuse in the world, but I just didn't put them in a good enough spot offensively. Well, I, I, I um, you know, I understand about referees, but I, I, I think you're getting a good feel 
uh, as a new coaching staff for this uh, for this rivalry in this game and uh, the, the amount of emotion. I mean, I, I thought everyone put everything into it. And of course, we're going to blame everything on the rest. But many, many chances down the stretch. Is there anything you look back offensively that you could have done to possibly get us to the rim or anything differently? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I have to go one. back and watch yeah. it. You know, not coaching a game for, what, seven or eight years. It's, it comes at you really fast. Yeah. And like one thing Craig kept telling me is it's a long game. Like, just, just be poised. Um, there's plenty of time. Just keep staying with it and staying with it. So, um, you know, I thought, I thought in the first half especially we took some bad shots where right off the jump we were able to get the paint and score, and then we thought it was going to be that easy the rest of the half, right? <laughs> and then we stopped moving the ball side to side and then driving closeouts and throwing the ball in the post. And I think our very good for a long time in the first half um, and in the second half I thought we had good opportunities and good looks uh, we missed nine free throws and we had some really good looks at the rim and you know somebody just asked me in the, in the press conference like you know do you want Nimi to start passing out of the post and I said no like he's a top 30 player in the country we're gonna go to Nimi every day of the week and if they're playing one-on-one -on -one, we're gonna let him let him just play in there and try yeah. to score and we trust him and he's a junior and so I, I wouldn't probably change a thing about that um, in the second half. When you uh, when you're down 10 and your team fights like crazy, just how hard is it sometimes to just get over that hump because you tied it. It was cut to four and then they push it back out. Then you tie it and they push it back out. It just seems like it's so difficult when you get in a hole to get over the hump. Yeah, it's really hard, um, you know, but that's that's what our guys are made of. Like we talked about in every huddle, like, hey, just the next play. We're going to make the next play. Don't worry about what just happened. Don't be arguing with the officials. Let's just go to the next play, and good things are going to happen. So it's it's easy to get caught up in all the emotions and whatnot, um, but th those guys have played basketball forever, right? And it's just, yeah. you know, they've been in this situation, and um, we just we just didn't finish it. How, um, how, how comfortable were you with the pace of the game in the first half? And, and how much do you think you, I mean, you definitely made some adjustments defensively and offensively in the second half. I just want to know your feelings of the pace of play in that first half. Well, how long did it take to get the first media time out? Yeah. Yeah. I almost needed to sit down and I wasn't even playing. Um, I think that kind of hurt us a little bit. Yeah. There wasn't any dead balls. And what was the first media, like 1240 something? Yeah, 1240. Exactly. So um, that, that was different. It, yeah. I don't remember a game that that's happened before, but part of, part of the pace, and I think, um, why they were getting so many easy baskets was just us turning the ball over. And that was us not moving the ball side to side. It was us trying to do stuff like just by ourselves instead of just sharing the ball and playing as a team. And like I told the guys in the locker room, I, I just I put that on me. And at halftime, I just said, I'm going to run more sets where everybody touches the ball and we get the ball moving side to side. So uh, defensively, you guys were great in the second half. Second half. Yeah. Um, were there any adjustments there or just the execution and the determination was a little bit better? You know what? We started playing one on one in the post, which I think helped us. Um, I thought we did a better job guarding vertical or the flat ball screen yeah. up top um, in the first half. We wanted to keep those guys to their right in the first half. We let them get back to their left. And I just thought we were over helping way too much at the rim. So, you know, when four gets in there, he's not looking to score. He's just probing and trying to get you to help. And then he's going to make that next play. And we just said, listen, make those guys finish at the rim and we'll contest them late. Um, but we're not going to let them kick out and you just get standstill threes. But um, give them credit. They did a good job. Barcelo was great, um, you know, and, and, they, and they share the ball. Are you seeing the progression? I mean, obviously it's tough loss tonight, but 
from it's a young team and I'm not trying to say, you know, give you excuses, but from game one to game four, are you seeing the progression that you want to see out of this team? Yeah, definitely. Um, they're getting better. And that's I told them after the game, like this, this is really going to help us because now yeah. we have a chance to get on a roll here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And get some steam going into conference play. Um, so I, I definitely like feel like we're getting better. And, and our guys, like we do have some young guys, but we have some mature guys, too. So at practice, like all week, those upperclassmen really did a good job and just say, hey, let's get better today. Like we're looking at the long term plan. Obviously, you go one and two. Um, in Sioux Falls, that's not great for the future as yeah. far as NCAA tournament. But, like, we need to be playing our best in March. And typically, um, Craig Smith teams play the best in March. So we got to look at the long-term goal, and um, we'll watch some film and get better this week. Well, Coach, appreciate it. Um, hell of an experience, I'm sure, <laughs> working a sideline in a game like this. No, it was fun. I just want to say thanks to everybody that came out. Um, it's weird that this was the opener. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? know, right? In this late, it just yeah. didn't feel feel like it. But thanks for coming out. Thanks for supporting us. And, and obviously, we'll be better. Take a final break. Come back, and we'll recap this one and uh, and uh, wrap up a crazy game tonight. Utah State drops one, 67-64, right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. one Utah State loses really fun game 67-64 great back and forth between these two teams and uh, obviously uh, two really good teams and I think they'll be a teams that'll be uh, knocking on the NCAA tournament door before it's all said and done yeah I mean both teams just really balanced and and uh, you know credit to, to BYU like coming out you know with with a little bit more aggressive play and and a little bit more organized than us just there in the first half but the Aggies battled back I saw huge heart which i love seeing it's you know it's what you can't coach height and heart right yeah so saw that in the aggies tonight so um big things looking forward to big things coming um well and and uh now they can go on a run as coach said because your next games are college of idaho you do have to take a trip to ogden to take on weber state and then you got dixie state and then uh and then you <laughs> kick off conference play on the 21st against san jose state this <laughs> is the weirdest the weirdest year ever right i mean it's so inverted but then again i, I think that's uh that, that'll pay dividends for us down the stretch I, I think you know today's game i i think is an is the ultimate um learning experience because you have the feels and then you also got the video to go back and look at and learn from yeah and that's uh, certainly what you got to look at at this point and try to yeah. find ways to get better well and 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 you have a chance to um, really find some identity in in the coming weeks with with the schedule, you know, before you hit league play. So that's uh, that's exciting too. So final in this one, 67-64. You and I will be back together coming up next week uh, as they'll take on the College of Idaho. Um, you will be uh, hanging out with somebody else on December 12th. I'll be in Colorado State when they take on Weber State. So I will not be here for that game. Well, that might be Ajay. Who knows? Okay. We'll see. <laughs> Well, Scotty, you are uh, you are a man of many talents, and I can't tell you how excited I was today to get back on the floor. And I think, uh, you know, like everyone else in this world, we count our blessings every time we can watch a basketball game, and anytime we can watch the Aggies play, um, life's life's good. Life is really good for sure. All right, that wraps it up for us. Big thanks to uh, Alex back in Jefferson City for uh, keeping us on the air. For of course Ajay hanging out with us here, engineering things on site. Utah State drops a tough one tonight, 67-64. And you heard it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Ford. Go further. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. And by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Aggie Sports Network.